0: Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. On today's episode of the Shameless Mom Academy, we're talking to my fellow fitness professional, Misty Mosaico. Misty is a certified fitness instructor, a personal trainer, and a registered holistic nutritionist with her own company, 10,000 Strong Bootcamp in Whitby, Ontario. In addition to that, she also owns a group for female entrepreneurs called 10,000strong.com, where she coaches female entrepreneurs in their business building. So Whitney has gone through a few transformations in her life, but most notably her loss of over 120 pounds that she's lost in the last 10 years since becoming a mom. She has become a single mom in the last three years. So, today we're going to dive in and talk about that a little bit. She lost her 120 plus pounds by starting to go to boot camp. Her friend dragged her there and she kept going back and eventually decided that she wanted to become a boot camp instructor herself. And that grew into her eventually owning her own facility, which is what she does now. So, she has her own fitness business up in Whoopi, Toronto. So, we're going to be talking today with Misty about a number of things from how one goes about losing 120 pounds and how that impacts your headspace. Um, And some of that might surprise you. And we're also gonna talk about being a single mom and raising a son and being an entrepreneur. So lots of really great conversation topics. She also lets me dig in a little bit to talk to her about like, how do you dig yourself out when you're feeling, when you're in those lowest lows, what do you do to put one foot in front of the other? So we definitely touch on that as well. So if you're someone who's needing a little inspiration to get yourself out of a funk, Misty's definitely someone who's going to get you fired up. So let's go ahead and get started with Misty. So let's dive in. Misty Moseko, thank you so much for joining us today on the Shameless Mom Academy. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me. I'm excited because you are the first single mom we've had on the show. And I was raised by a single mom, so single parents hold a very special place in my heart. Um, and I know that we're going to we're gonna dive into the pros, the cons, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I appreciate you being open to sharing all that with us as our first single mama on the show. So are you ready to dive
1: into all that? Yes. No worries. You can hit hit me. I'm fine. Good, good, good.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know. And it's funny, you know, we um, have similar fitness circles online. So we have some mutual friends. And I know you mostly through what you post on Facebook. And you post hilarious, like super informative, but also very funny stuff. So when we connected about doing the podcast, I was like, oh, yes, this is she's right up my alley. This is going to be great. Um, so I want to, (laughs) I want to dive into a little bit of your past before we come into the present and in -hmm. your, um, in your bio, we talked about, you had like this amazing and huge monumental transformation of losing 120 pounds and that changes one's life in a big way. Can you talk a little bit about your transfer, like not being so into the fitness world as a, as a young person and then going through that huge transformation?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely grew up um, not really being in the in the fitness world at all. I, I didn't really enjoy sports, and I and I wasn't truly raised in a in a crunchy granola type environment. That really wasn't my um up to a lot of drinking um, from from a young age. That's just how the Europeans do it. Um, so when I you know when I was growing up, I just I got bigger and I got bigger and bigger and bigger, and I finally hit the scales at uh, three hundred and five pounds, and uh, it was time to change. So I had, to, I had to do something about it. I joined a boot camp, and that was about nine years ago. And I just kept going. I just kept um, losing weight and learning, which was a very important part of it all, was learning about nutrition. And, uh, and slowly but surely, uh, two and a half years, it took me to lose the 120 pounds. And, uh, and I figured if I can do it, I can help other people do it too.
0: That's amazing. And when you, t- when you do something like that over the course of two and a half years, it really helps you keep it off long term. It's not like a quick fix kind of a thing. It's really like you've significantly integrated lifestyle changes and all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I, I definitely think uh, weight loss is a lot more mental than it is physical. So the longer you take to lose it, the longer uh, you can undo some of those uh, really bad mental habits that you've created around food.
0: Right. Yes, for sure. So why did you decide to go, after going through that huge transformation, what was the catalyst for then becoming a fitness professional?
1: I... I mean, when I decided to become a fitness instructor, I was still 50 pounds overweight. And and I was just, you know, I was in a really great boot camp. I had a really great trainer and I was really enjoying it. And I thought, you know what, I want to I do this. I could teach this. I could totally teach this. But I was still 50 pounds overweight. And when I told people I was going to be a fitness instructor, they were just kind of like, uh, yeah, okay. Um, wow. <laughs> they, I don't think they really believe me, but I, I said, screw it, instructor. And I started teaching a bootcamp, the very same bootcamp that I that I had started about a year before that. Okay. And uh, and then I became a um, a personal trainer. And then people started asking me really difficult nutrition questions that I couldn't answer. So I decided then to become a nutritionist. And uh, and just kind of kept on going. And 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 you know my businesses grew, and I opened up more uh, studios, and it just it kind of it all went it all went from there. Really,
0: I love that. And so what I love the most about that is that you started to approach this goal of becoming a trainer and teaching before you met your weight loss goal. And mm-hmm. how did that, was that uncomfortable or were you just like, I'm doing this? I don't, I don't need to be at a certain weight before I take this on.
1: I, I was really scared. I, I've always been very, very, very self-conscious about my weight. It's been a, it's been a, a, of mine for, a, since I was very, very young, it's been a, it's been hard. And I was very scared to do this and go into this profession at the weight that I was, but I have always been someone that's just been like, screw it, I'm doing it anyway. So I did it. And when I went into the room, when I went to become a fitness instructor and went into the room where everybody else was learning to be a fitness instructor, there was all shapes and sizes in there. There were people who were a lot less fit than me. There were people that are bigger than me, the smaller than me. So that really helped knowing uh, that it, it was a big, there was all, all types of people there.
0: That makes such a difference. That's so funny uh, because when I decided to be a trainer, so I come from a, I did not have a significant of a transformation, but I definitely have had multiple transformations in my life. And also I totally relate to like being very self-conscious in my own skin, Mm -hmm. was not raised an athlete, was like, I hated sports and PE and all that stuff growing up. And when I decided to be a personal trainer, I remember starting school and literally saying to people like, I'm not going to make friends because these people are all going to be like little Barbie dolls. And that's not who I am. And that's not the people I want to hang out with and blah, blah, blah. And then I started and it was this amazing people and from all different walks of life and different levels of fitness and different ages and shapes. And like, it so was not what I thought it was going to be. And I was like, oh, like, I am totally fine right here. I couldn't do a push up to save my life when I set out to be a personal trainer. And I was like, oh, it's okay. Like, that's, it's all right. I don't need to be at the top of my game right now. I have, there's plenty of time to get there, which was really comforting.
1: Yeah, I think. I mean, I think when you come at it from an angle of just really, truly wanting to help people, it doesn't matter that you don't have the biggest muscles or the flattest stomach. You, you know, my thighs are too fat and I have stretch marks. And oh well, like, but I, my, my goal is to help people and say, listen, like, you can do this regardless. So let's just let's just get after it, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. I know one of the gyms I worked at. I had a couple people tell me. And I was in amazing shape at the time. Like I was a triathlete and doing a bunch of distance events and running and half marathons and everything. Mm-hmm. And a couple of people were like, we like to work with you because you're like the real trainer here. And I was, I was like, is that code for like <laughs> the not skinny trainer? Like I wasn't overweight, but I wasn't super, I wasn't, I've never been super ripped or I was just kind of like average athletic I guess, and kind of on a thicker, I mean, like hips and butt and boobs and all that for sure. So I was like, I guess that means I'm the not skinny trainer and that's supposed to be a compliment. But I was like, hmm, am I supposed to be self-conscious because of that? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it's not an easy, like it's not easy. Like I, I mean, I, after the divorce and after, um, just trying to grow businesses and we had a death in the family, I put on like 25, 30 pounds and that's a, that's a horrible thing to have to deal with when you're in the fitness industry because yeah. it's a very, very judged tree. But before that, um, I was probably at my skinniest ever oh, and, um, and I still felt ridiculously massive. Right. So isn't that whatever. crazy?
0: You know, I say this to people all the time when I'm working with women, I, I do when I'm doing assessments and I ask people to get on the scale, they get super self-conscious. And I say, you know what? I've worked with women who are 130 pounds and I've worked with women who are 330 pounds and they all have the exact same insecurities. Yeah. And so it's amazing that you can feel, you know, you can lose over hundred pounds and you still feel uncomfortable and self-conscious and anxious about your body image. And it's, it's, it's really like, we're all the same. And I, the more people I weigh and measure in my life, which now is probably in the thousands, (laughs) the -hmm. more times I do it, the more I'm like, yep, we're all the same. And it doesn't matter. You know, I recently did an episode where I talked about my weight and I'm like, yeah, I weigh 158 pounds and people were like, oh, that's so brave. You said that out loud. And I'm like, I've weighed so many people that I know that that is so meaningless. It's all about how (laughs) I feel in that 158 pounds. I'm not saying that it's easy every day to feel the way I feel in that skin, but it's like the numbers become so, um, Objective when you realize that everyone, no matter what their number is, everyone has these very, very similar
1: insecurities. Oh, probably, I mean, I'm sure you see uh, that with your people. Absolutely. I've been 305 pounds, um, and my lowest weight, I'm six feet. So it's, you know, I've oh. got a bit of height on me. So yes. I've been 305 pounds, I've been 180 pounds, and I've been everywhere in between. And I'll tell you, at not one of those pounds did I ever feel like I look like a rock star. <laughs> uh, I mean, I look back now and I think, God, I wish. I was as skinny as I, you know, as I was back then, even when I thought I was a house end. And Isn't so- it? Yes. Isn't that funny how
0: you look back at, pictures? I look at pictures from before I had my son and I think like, wow, I remember thinking like I needed to lose 10 pounds. And now I look at this picture and I'm like, I looked amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: so, mm-hmm. Yeah. What was I so, what was I so worried about? I mean, right. I tell a lot of my clients, I say you, you know, it doesn't, it's not going to matter what weight you are on that scale. All right. So you have to release, you're going to feel crap. At 250 pounds, you're going to feel crap at 150 pounds. So mm-hmm. just release it. Just don't care anymore. Just focus exactly. on it. Just get strong.
0: And also look and see that like when I look at weighing, you know, 142 pounds versus 158 pounds and how was my life different? Did my, were my relationships better or worse? Did people like me more or less? Did I bring less or more value to the world? Like, no, I was the same person. It doesn't matter. People mm-hmm. don't think I'm a worse person because I weigh more. And so right. people beat, we beat ourselves up so much overweight And then when you stop and think about it, if you can objectify it, then it's insignificant because when we get really subjective about it and we put all this value in it, it's all in our own head because no one else is standing around like, well, I can't believe so-and-so gained 10 pounds. I'm not going to hang out with them anymore. Like no one does that. And if they do, you don't want to hang out with them anyway. So it doesn't matter. It's it's crazy how much we put on that. So now you work, you have a boot camp in Whitby and Whitby's in Toronto. Is that correct? That's right. Okay. So you have your boot camp in Whitby. And it's called 10,000 Strong, which I love. And explain a little bit about why you chose that name.
1: Well, 10,000 Strong comes from this sort of community, um, a community mission to really help 10,000 families become healthy and strong and fit and happy. And, and happy is a big word in our in our, in our studio. I want people to be happy. Um, but I, I don't feel, um, I don't align with anyone, you know, on, on the zine. I don't align with fitness models. That is not, that is not me. And that's not my, not my life. So I really, my, my, my goal is to really help 10,000 families feel, you know, healthier and fitter and, and happier in general. So that's why we did this, um, the, the 10,000 strong. That's where that name comes from.
0: Oh, that's so cool. I love that. And mm-hmm. do you actually track like how many families you've worked with or how many people you've worked with?
1: I, I, I tried, I, but I'll tell you something. There is a, there's a, there is a a ripple effect and and when you help, you can't track it, you can't track it. It's impossible. I can guarantee, I can guarantee I've helped more than 10,000 people in my lifetime, but it's just, I can't, I don't know how to track it physically because you, you help this person and then they pass along information and it helps another person. And, and that's, and that's okay. That's, that's exactly the way it should be. Exactly. Yeah. You're like
0: 10,000. That's amazing. We, We can leave it at that and know that it's even bigger than that. When I did that one time, I started tracking, I've been doing transformation programs with my members yeah. for six years now. And I started tracking weight loss and I was trying to figure out between people I've helped online and people I've helped in Seattle, how many pounds I've helped women lose. And I got to like 10,000 pounds and I was like, we're just going to say over 10,000 pounds because this is really hard to track. Yeah. But like you said, it's, it, it kind of does grow exponentially and you do, you can't keep track of all of it. <laughs> so I was like, right. well, impossible. I can say 10,000 right. pounds, so we'll just leave it right there. <laughs> yeah. I swear it's like, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. So I want to dive into the personal side of your life a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm sure that it's when you're a business owner and an entrepreneur like you are, I know it's hard to draw a line between personal and professional. So I definitely want to touch on that at some point. But you um, have an eight-year-old, a 10-year-old son. 10-year-old yep. son? Yep. 10-year-old son. 10-year-old. And what's his name? Uh, Sam. Oh, Sam. I oh, love that. So <laughs> Sam, and talk a little bit about Sam. And where did Sam, where does Sam's birth fall into? Did you, your 120-pound weight loss happen before you had him or after?
1: afterwards afterwards okay
0: oh wow so how is how has that kind of transformation as a mom has that had an impact on mothering to you
1: The, I mean, I definitely think that the weight loss was a a requirement. Like I was going to be a very, very, very unhealthy mom if I didn't deal with some of that weight loss. Um, so I think, I mean, I don't really know what it's like to be a mom at 305 pounds, right? Like Mm -hmm. I never really did it. I didn't do it for too long. Um, but I will tell you it has shaped my son's life just exponentially. Like I don't even know. I would tell him that the flax seeds on his oatmeal were actually chocolate seeds. And that's how we, (laughs) I mean, that's how I raised him. So he, he doesn't really know any different The whole right. thing, but yeah. So, um, it's definitely been, I mean, it's shaped his life as much as it has mine, you know? Yeah. So. Oh, that's <laughs> so cool.
0: And I love like my son's three and I just love that he knows, like he always asks me in the morning, he's like, are you doing your workout right now? I'm like, yes, I am. Like, it's just a given. It's not, uh, like, are we going to do it? Are we not going to do it? We have like a whole routine in the morning that revolves around mommy doing her workout first thing in the yeah. morning. And our, we have a lot of meal things like that, too, about like he thinks I asked him if he wanted a special treat after dinner the other day and he told me he wanted snap peas. And I was like, oh, my no. gosh, I was like, have I damaged him <laughs> that like he should be asking for chocolate and ice cream? <laughs> and, and he certainly loves that stuff. But it's funny to me that he doesn't see treat food the way I saw treat food growing up. And I'm sure that will shift over time. But it's I feel like I'm, I feel like I've kind of, I've made the mark I wanted to make already. And I try to not be like weird and crazy about it. <laughs> and so. That's, that's really cool. Um, so you, let's dive into the divorce piece a little bit. You have been divorced for three years now. Yeah. About that. Yep. Tell us a little bit about, um, tell us about that, what you'd like to share about that. And then also how, how your transformation played. I'm sure, I'm assuming that some of that was, was, is a piece of that as well.
1: Yeah, I think um, I think the divorce happened. I mean, really, honestly, you probably could have been divorced a lot longer. Um, okay. But I just got to the point where I think I, I definitely saw that marriage wasn't serving either of us. And it wasn't, there was nothing bad. There was no cheating. There was no abuse. It was just... You know you look at you look at yourself in the mirror when you think is this is this it like is this <laughs> have I done all I can do now mm-hmm. and um and we got married very young as well, so I think there was a a large you know I transformed into this you know really successful entrepreneur and I did my weight loss and so mm-hmm. we we definitely grew apart and I think it was just a good time to say, you know what I think thirteen years is a good it's a good run let's yeah, let's call yeah. it a day while we're still friends so um, so we did, you know, we went through that, and then um, and it wasn't easy. No divorce is ever easy, and it was, it was you know, we're amicable-ish, mm-hmm. um, and so you know you go through that, and 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 then you move on to out the other side, and and it's and it's a, it's a hard journey for anyone, and, and especially if you're an entrepreneur and a single parent and dealing with a divorce, the stress yeah. the stress is insurmountable some days, and I'm sure. Um, I definitely, I mean, per that I write to it on a daily basis, I gained 25, 30 pounds um, through the divorce, just on stress and wine mm-hmm. and stress mm-hmm. and wine and stress. But that's just what happens when you're, when you have to deal with all of those things. Right. So, right. um, it's just another stage in, 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 life and, and then you get back on the horse again. Right. So, right. yeah. Do you
0: think that, do you see yourself as a really different person than thir- you were 13 years ago?
1: Um, in some respects, like I've always been really, really independent, like a very, very, um, a very, very independent free spirit. So that hasn't changed. Um, definitely. Um, I, I don't give as much of a dam anymore like I think I was very very self-conscious uh 13 years ago very very worried about you know what people thought of me and what people said and you know and now I don't really care as much very liberating and so that's a great thing if you can get to that point
0: that's great yeah 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 I find I find
1: may I ask how old you are 36. Okay.
0: So I'm just turned 40. And I feel like yeah. I give less of a damn every single freaking day. <laughs>
1: yeah. It was, it was <laughs> and I love time.
0: that. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I remember hearing like one of my cousins talking about that. And like when you just get over being embarrassed about anything and things like I'm like, yes, like I'm getting there. I'm so glad I'm getting there. I don't care. Like you can't embarrass me anymore.
1: And Nothing there's, can bring me down. <laughs> there's literally nothing, like especially in the professional world. I, there really, there really isn't a line for me between my private and professional worlds. I don't. There, everything is open for up, up for discussion and open. I'm very, very. Um, I've got nothing to hide anymore, right? So, right. Um, and I write emails every single day, and a lot of the emails emails come, my come from, you know, that my fears and my insecurities. And so all of that gets sent out to, you know, thousands of people every single day. Yeah. So you begin yeah. to care, you know, and you do get feedback and people do say horrible things. And then you think, I don't even know who you are. Right, so right. I don't care. Yeah.
0: yeah. You know, I had, when I set up our Instagram page for the Shameless Mom Academy, um, someone sent me a message, a friend of mine, and he was like, you should be really careful about having um, a public profile because, Really bad things can happen, and yeah, I was like, yeah. and I was like looking at him. I'm like, what is he talking about? And then I was like, I re- responded back. I said, Do you mean like haters? Like I am ready. Bring it on, because yeah. I've been online long enough and been in front of enough people that, like, at this point, if if I don't have haters, I'm doing something wrong. So I'm That's like, bring it on. Like, send me a really nasty email, please, because I would be happy to read it on air and laugh at you. So, yeah,
1: not a problem. <laughs> That's pretty. If I get any hate mail, it's going right back into another email. So people better watch out. Better be careful what
0: you say. (laughs) Totally, totally. That's so funny. Um, And I love that you use your emails as like diary entries. I feel like that's how I am with my when I email my uh, members, and especially when I'm in communication with my members during um, our transformation programs Mm -hmm. but it's so much of how I feel when I'm recording the podcast and just last week I recorded an episode and I was basically like I don't have a topic for today I just need to I just need to let you all know what's going on in my life like this isn't about me giving you a special lesson this is just about like mommy needs to do a diary entry yeah (laughs) it's just helpful to get it out it's so therapeutic and cathartic
1: Yes. I think, I mean, and I, I coach a lot of people with email marketing and, and I, it's really, and that's what I said, like you, you, your brain on really, really, really fast. So it's really helpful to have somewhere to get all those thoughts out and just, and and cleanse yourself. Right. Right.
0: (laughs) And it also, I think putting yourself out there in a vulnerable position and presenting it as, um, like you being your authentic self, but also in a way that can kind of be a lesson for other people is so helpful because, often we're trying to learn from people like Oprah, who like seem to have no fault or people like, you know, Brene Brown, who say the most brilliant, mind boggling things, mm-hmm. but you don't see, um, you don't always see a real person behind that because they're so big and they're so perfect. Uh, perfect. I guess is the word I'm thinking. Like they just don't see like, it doesn't seem like there's any cracks. And so it's nice yeah. when there's people who have their
1: cracks and they're really like, here's my cracks. Let me show you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because I don't, it's comforting. I- I want to relate to people who, who get me. Yeah, yeah. So w- after the divorce... Right, um, like I so showed anyone the, the bad sides, right? Yeah.
0: No, I, I totally agree. And it's the, it's the good, the bad, and the ugly. So mm-hmm. with the divorce, let's talk about... Let's, speaking of good, bad, and ugly and email and storytelling, um, with the divorce, how did that impact your path in terms of your? you talked about you gained some weight back um, and entrepreneurship and what you were doing with business?
1: Um, it, well, I was broke, <laughs> so there was no money <laughs> and that really slows things down when you're yeah. trying to grow businesses. So I would definitely say that, I, um, it forced me to slow down a little bit and stop with the constant projects and the constant business opening and a constant, you know, just evol- evolving. It made me just stop and, 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 and look at what I have for a little bit and focus on that, which isn't a bad thing. Right.
0: When you were feeling really strapped for money and how did that stress, where did you go with that and how did you manage that stress? Like, did that, did that help you become more innovative and build your businesses
1: or was
0: it paralyzing for
1: you? Um, well, it made me um, call my mom a lot more so I could cry. <laughs> <laughs> I cried a lot um, with on the on the phone with my mom, and that's good. But I will. I I mean, when your back is against the wall, you have no options. So you will go out there and do what it takes to to get to get the you know to get the result you need. In my case, it was money. So I just worked harder and. You know, I just I, I just held on to my seat and just thought, OK, if I just ride this out, it's going to be over okay. with different projects and different, you know, you know, things at boot camp, trying to get more members and and things like that. And, and you know, here we are. And it's and it's been rough, but it's I'm totally fine. Everything's good to go.
0: Did you find that your that being in that uncomfortable place fueled you or did it shut you down?
1: Some days it shut me down, okay. and some days it fueled me. I, it, there was not one way or the other. Some days I could, some days I couldn't get out of bed. I was, mm-hmm. I was, you know, it was hard. But some days I'd be like, you know what? Like, let's just freaking do this. Let's yeah. just, <laughs> let's just go and get out of this big mess. And I will say that I am not a religious person. However, I prayed to God many, many days. <laughs> so I definitely found new faith yeah. uh, during that time as well. And I'm not. I w- I, w- I will say I'm not a religious person, but I needed someone to to help guide me and just to say it was going to be okay. So I did pray and on the days, go ahead. It's interesting the things that you will do
0: when you, um, when you're up against a rock on a hard plate where you're like, yeah, I'm not really a religious person, but I'm like, I'm
1: going to pray like hell right now. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's, people are probably getting mad at me for saying, oh, you're such a fair weather religious right. person, but I needed it at the time. Yeah. No, I think that makes
0: so much sense. And I also really relate to that feeling of, um, the, that kind of cycle of, feeling like completely shut down by something when you're feeling so overwhelmed. And then also like it also becomes your fuel. And I think that when you're through the event, when you're through some sort of transition or a huge change, it's easy to look back and be like, oh, I just, you know, I like picked myself up by my bootstraps and I just did what I had to do. But the reality of it is, is like, even if you can say that at, you know, three years later, the reality is that like there was days when you were sitting in bed crying, praying, talking to your mom. Like we have those days and. I think that we often see these um, like rags to riches kinds of stories or things like that where it just looks like they just powered through the whole time. And it's like, no, you know, no one powers through 100% of the time. Sometimes we sit and cry and drink.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I did, yes. I did some sitting and some crying and some drinking. (laughs) (laughs) So what is,
0: um, how has it been with raising your son um, as a single mom and balancing that with work? Because you said there's no boundaries. So I'm assuming that you are like me and you could work around the clock.
1: Yeah, I will. I'm Honestly, I told you at the beginning of this, I was trying to take a week off next week and I really hope that I can. <laughs> I really hope that I just turn that phone off and I don't look at it um, because I love what I do and I will work tirelessly and I will work to the end of the earth. But raising a son, um, he has become when I have to work and when I don't have to work. And, you know, sometimes I have to remind him that, you know, if, if you want to get dropped off at daycare at 6 a.m. in the morning and, and, and picked up again at 6 p.m. in the evening, then I can get a regular nine to five job. If not, right. then let me do my emails and let me get right. on the phone with my clients. <laughs> so right. he gets it. And he actually said to me last night, we went to the grocery store. And of course, I saw one of my clients and she was showing me her salmon and broccoli that she picked up from the, from the grocery store. And uh, he said, Mommy, everybody knows you. You're like famous. Well, you know big fish small bowl I don't know (laughs) right
0: you know it's interesting that because I feel I feel a similar struggle and I have a hard time turning things off and giving undivided attention to my son and Mm -hmm. I do there's times when I'm I'm really good at it and then there's other times kind of depending on what's going on in life where I'm not good at it at all but I do see the value in him seeing what I'm building and I think that you're you know Vinny's three so he can't totally see things yet but the value of like your 10-year-old recognizing like my mom is a local celebrity that's pretty cool and the, and also like you have some awareness of that maybe you don't have the best work boundaries that like you have a hard time shutting it off so that probably does even though you know that those boundaries are challenging for you having an awareness about them probably does allow you to um put the phone down sometimes and be focused on him i'm thinking
1: yeah. Like for sure. Every Thursday evening, no, no matter what we have movie sushi night and oh, fun, we, fun. I mean, we get, we go get some sushi. We put on, we put on some movie. I, I may pour a glass of wine. Um, but that is what we do on Thursday nights and that nothing comes in between that. And that is very important. You know, that night is very important to us. That's
0: great. So what is your, what is your current parent plan? How much custody do you have and how much time do you have with your son?
1: it's 50, So, and, and it's, and it's very easy going. Like we're very, nice. you know, if he, if he wants him an extra day or extra weekend, cool. If I do, it's totally fine. So it's, it's, it's very easy as far as that goes. And, and that's one of the, I mean, you know, people might come down on me like a ton of bakes, but I'm telling you, when you have a kid free weekend, every other weekend, it's not that bad.
0: I know. So <laughs> that's what I was just going to say, like, let's dive into the pros here. So the pros of being a single mom, if you are coming from a divorce situation where you yeah. have joint custody, is that, yeah, you do get this downtime and there's like plenty of weekends where I'm like, can I just get 24 hours to myself? Like, that sounds amazing.
1: I mean, I just, I, I don't do anything exciting. I don't jet off to Paris and I don't, you know, there's not that much that goes on, but if I want to sleep in until 9.30 or maybe even I get to do that and that's lovely and so I will say you know and as much as you you know everyone thinks well don't you miss him aren't you a terrible mother because you don't miss your son I'm like he's a 10 year old boy like there it's he's pretty independent and he's a very mature 10 year old boy so it's okay it's not you know he's not clinging on to me and crying every time I leave him he's a very independent young man
0: that's yeah that's which is awesome and
1: I'm sure that you had a
0: lot to do with him being an independent young man How how, how has being a single mom fueled your work and your passion?
1: Um, I believe, I mean, really when it comes into the coaching company, I really want to help other single moms or other women who are in marriages that maybe don't get as much support as they need. I want to help them with their businesses now because I've been through, I've been through the ringer. I know what it's like to run a fitness business as a single mom and it sucks, like sucks. It's so, oh my God, some days you're like, what, I, how can I help 1 million other people And when I'm the one who needs help? So I, I my some some of my vision now is in, is come into helping female entrepreneurs who are in a bit of a bind or maybe having a you know having a bit of trouble at home and that's that's really important to me and so that's where the coaching company kind of comes into play
2: I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility and joy.
0: I love that. And that's where, so your coaching company is 10,000strong.com and yeah. with that, you work specifically with female entrepreneurs.
1: Yes. That's yes. That's awesome.
0: That's so cool. I love It's like such a pay it forward.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So, what do you want your son to know about your work and your mission and the significance of the legacy you're building?
1: I think, I mean, I want him to know what it looks like to work hard. And I want him to know that when you work hard, you do actually get the rewards. It might not be immediate and it might eventually, you know, all that hard work that you put into a business is going to come back um, and it'd be very beneficial. And I think, I mean, with the fitness industry, there's no better industry, you know, to, to be such a role model for my son. I mean, you know, it's health and it's, it's all that kind of jazz. But really the entrepreneurial side, I want him to know what hard work is because I see a lot of people who think they know what hard work is but they really have no idea. <laughs>
0: right. Well, and he, I think, I think it's great that he sees, you know, you have a physical location that you can take him to and be like, this is what mommy built. And like, yes. I, when I take my son to my gym and I'm like, this is what mommy built. And he's obsessed. Cause we have a cool vacuum cleaner there. Like that's the only <laughs> reason he wants to go there. And, but I feel like it's super important that he knows that like mommy built sync fitness and, and it's, yeah. it's a bit, he knows that. And he doesn't, you know, I, I, he doesn't know, if that's normal or not for women to build businesses, but I want him to think that that's totally normal and this yeah. is just what women do. And it's not that I'm a woman doing this in a man's world. It's just like, this is what women do. This is what mommies do. Mommies build businesses. Um, and that doesn't mean that you're a bad, you yeah. know, there's anything wrong with you if you don't want to do that, but I want it to be just as normalized as a stay at home mom for me to be like wanting to build business and wanting to be an entrepreneur and wanting to do all those things. Um, I think is, is that's an important thing for, for kids to see.
1: Yeah, if they want to, if they want to do it, then by all yeah. means, they have. You can absolutely do it, and 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 I know that because I have done it. So if you want your own business, go for it. You know. Yeah.
0: What's your advice to other moms, single or not, but other moms who might feel limited in resources, whether it's time or money, and you know, because you've certainly come from that position.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: do, what do you tell them?
1: I I feel really strongly that, and this is going to sound very strange, but you can make money doing anything, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem is. Is that if you're in a position that I was in or, or you're feeling a little bit limited, you can make you have to make money from the thing that you're most passionate about. Yes. So if you like knitting, become a millionaire doing something with knitting. If you like drinking wine, do something where you become a millionaire drinking wine. Like you it doesn't matter what your passion is, you can make money doing it, but you must be focused on the passion, not get waylaid with everybody else's passions or what everyone else thinks you should be doing. So find that thing that you absolutely can't live without and make money from it and just, you know, start pushing forward with it. However you want to do it. If you've got money, get a mentor or a coach or someone to help you. And if you don't, then, you know, start researching and building a community of people or finding a community of people who like the same things as you.
0: Yes. Yeah. Getting connected makes a big difference. And if you yeah. don't have any money, I mean, the great thing about like things like Facebook, like if you don't have money, you can get connected for free via social media <laughs> with Facebook and Instagram. You can find people like-minded people who are doing the things that you ultimately want to do. And there's so much inspiration to be gleaned from those people. Yeah. And I know you know, you and I used to have um, the same business coach and we, we could look, you know, to that person to be like, he came from a rough background. We know, our business coach, who's in fitness, talks about like yeah. mixing, like blending tuna fish and diet coke together or something like for his protein shake every day. It was. Do you have you heard him talk about that? No, that's. Oh, disgusting. it's so disgusting. <laughs> but yeah, he's like, yeah, when I had no money and I was living out of my truck, and I would just blend together like diet coke or maybe it was regular coke. It doesn't matter. Coke and tuna yeah. fish. And I was like, Ow. what? He's like, that's the original protein shake. But to learn from someone who's been there and then you're like, oh, if he can do this, I can do this. And yeah. that's so impactful. And you know, when I first started following business coaches, I certainly couldn't afford to hire any of them. But I just and I've done a whole episode on being a, being a stalker and a fangirl, I just start stalking the people I want to be like and the people who've done it. And then you see how they do it and you're like, Oh, it's not like they were given, you know, he certainly didn't do this with a silver spoon in his mouth. He did it by putting one foot in front of the other every single day. So that's what I do. I put
1: one foot in front of the other every single day.
0: And sometimes it's pretty, yeah. and sometimes it's ugly. So
1: yeah. So. Um, what can moms do to take yeah, charge? Exactly. You can just find someone to emulate that someone successful that is in the niche that you want to be in. That's a great place to start too. Yeah,
0: yeah. What do you think moms can do to take charge of their destiny, no matter what? No matter what hand they're dealt. So especially, I'm thinking like when you're in those situations like you right after your divorce and just and feeling like there's no money and the resources are so limited and what do, do you have any little steps or little self-care steps where you can help women start to turn that destiny or, or that sense of destiny around
1: time heals everything so as long as you can wait it out whatever rough situation you're in if it's a rough patch or you're you know financially it's hard or emotionally you're having a hard time time really does heal everything so you have to have patience that it will that it will work itself through so if you've got nothing else to cling to just remember in six months time it's gonna be a very different vista than than what it is today and I've had to cling to that some days yes. um, but I mean to take charge of to take charge of you know the situation I think that having faith in your own abilities goes a long way I mean I think a lot of us think oh I couldn't possibly do that that's so difficult I could never think. I could never figure that out but actually we can do a lot more than I think we think we can so having faith in your own abilities will will be totally very helpful yeah totally
0: and surrounding yourself with people who tell you that like it sounds cheesy but you probably you know if you were crying to your mom you probably heard some of this but I feel like my mom is the person who's always like feels my mom thinks I'm magical I think like she's the person who always tells me, you know, I can do no wrong. And like, she thinks that everything I touch turns to gold. That's not the truth. (laughs) That is not the truth at all. But that's what she thinks. And so if I'm really down, it's like you have to find who are your biggest cheerleaders and stand right in front of them every single day. Like who are those people that will build you up when you're in those really low places? Because you have to hear those messages when you're at your low lows. You have to have those people who can validate you. And oftentimes we don't have a ton of people in our life like that. So you really have to be like, mommy, hold my hand, you know, <laughs> or to go to your partner and be like, I really need support right now.
1: Yeah. Um, and those yeah. really close friendships too. Moms rock. Moms are the best. Yes. Yes. <laughs>
0: okay. So how are you shameless in your work and in your relationship with your son?
1: I definitely think, I mean, and I kind of touched on it before, but um, I'm shameless because i given up caring what other people think about me. And I think when you're raising a child, that's a very important message because it's 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 very sure. difficult for children. They, you know, there's a lot of um, sort of schoolyard bullying and that type of stuff. But I think I'm shameless in the way that I've just said, you know what? Screw all of you. This is what I want to do, and I'm going to go do it, and and that's that. <laughs> nice. Was your
0: husband supportive of your entrepreneurship?
1: Um, he wasn't. He wasn't unsupportive. Okay. Um, he just he wasn't a very entrepreneurial being. Okay. So I don't. I think a lot of it was, you know, just uh, something he wasn't really interested in it, but I would, he was supportive enough. Okay.
0: Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. I was wondering if that was something that you had to overcome, but it sounds like you, you've been, well, I think that your personality is pretty shameless by nature, or would you say that's something that you've just stepped into recently? Oh no,
1: I've been shameless since I was born.
0: I, yeah, I get the (laughs) feeling that like, you're not like a shy, shameless person. You're a pretty like extroverted, shameless Uh, person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. (laughs) Okay. So we're going to go into our shameless mommy minute here, our little lightning round. And so you can give me your answers here. These are really fun questions. I always love to hear what people have to say. We're going to start off with the most important question, which is red wine or white wine? Yes. (laughs) All of the above, right? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Current book that you're reading or the last one you read?
1: Yeah. The current book that I'm reading is The 5-2 Diet by Dr. Mosley.
0: Oh, I haven't heard of that. Can you tell us a little, little bit, bit, bit about it?
1: It's great. It's all about, it's, oh God, nutritionists everywhere are going to cringe into their quinoa, but it's about oh. fasting. It's about the fasting diet. So two days a week you fast and five days a week you eat your regular diet. And, uh, and it's for insulin resistance and weight loss.
0: Oh, interesting. Very interesting. I'll have to check that out.
1: Yeah, you're, you're lucky. I'm on a fast day right now and I can't even believe I'm not being so horrible. I'm just I'm being normal. It's nice. Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> that makes me like want to go pour myself a glass of wine just thinking about you fasting. <laughs> Your favorite non-work-related thing to do with time to yourself? Um,
1: Netflix and chill.
0: Nice. What is one <laughs> morning ritual you can't live without? Coffee. Nice. And who was your biggest inspiration?
1: My mom. Oh. Yeah. Do you want to share why? Anything in particular? Because she never settled. She, you know, she never settled in her marriage. She never settled in her life. She just always went for what she, for, for what she wanted.
0: Excellent. If you could give, give all moms one superpower, what would it be and why?
1: To stop caring what everybody thinks and just to go out and do it yourself. So I don't really know how you'd put that into one superpower word, right. but that's what I would give them that ability. I love it.
0: You'd give them like a new <laughs> mental headspace. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Some Nice. Like don't, don't give a, I won't swear, but don't give a F. Personal. Right. Per- no, I totally, <laughs> I
0: totally agree. I was actually thinking of, um, the t-shirt that I see. So are you familiar with buy me brunch? It's a t-shirt brand or company.
1: Oh, no, no. I'm okay. Not. So
0: you have to go on Instagram and follow Buy me brunch they have great t-shirts. They're hilarious. One of the next one I'm going to order is a big picture of a of a rhino and it says Save the winos on oh. it. But they have all sorts of funny things. Um one of I have one of their t-shirts that says Eat Your Veggies, bitch, which I wear to all my first kickoff meetings with members which people and I feel like new people are like, "What? <laughs> is She's she going to be mean?" But so they have um they have the 0F's, but it's spelled out. I'm not going to say it on yeah. our in our um non-explicit show, but yes. yeah, they have the 0F's t-shirt which I I want to get, but I feel like I can't, I have like, I could wear it for like a year and then Vinny like learn how to read and then I won't be able to wear it. And so I have to wait a while. (laughs) I have to wait till it's socially appropriate for me to have a child who can read what I'm wearing on read dirty words on my shirt. So, all right, Misty, thank you so much for spending time with us today (laughs) on the shameless mom Academy. And can you tell people where you have two different places we can find you online and kind of tell what those two places are and who would be the best fit for each.
1: Um, I think if you're a female entrepreneur, the 10,000strong.com is a good place to start. There's some great blogs on there that, that deal with uh, female entrepreneurship. So that'd be a nice place to kind of go hang out. And uh, and for local people in the GTA or in uh, Toronto who are listening, um, 10,000strongbootcamp.com is where we uh, usually hang out on a day-to-day basis and do all sorts of burpees and squats.
0: Excellent. What, which is what everyone wants every day, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Misty, thank you so much for spending time with us today. I really appreciate it. And this has been really fun. I appreciate you sharing things about your personal life and your professional life um, and and giving us a little bit of wisdom, especially for those tough times, which we all face on different levels uh, as moms. So definitely come back next time you have something big going on. I want to hear about it. So make sure you come back um, for your next entrepreneurial journey and Mm -hmm. we can uh, keep spreading the word about all the good things that you're doing. So until then, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you very much for having me. Okay. We will talk again soon. Okay. Thank you so much for listening today. And another big thanks to Misty for sharing and for letting me ask some pretty personal questions. I always appreciate moms letting me dig deep. And if you're in Whitby, Toronto, definitely go visit her at 10,000strongbootcamp.com. It sounds like an amazing community that she's built up there. If you are online or not in Whitby, but you're an entrepreneur and looking for some support with that definitely go check out 10,000strong.com. She has some really interesting and helpful and supportive information up there, helping women become better, stronger entrepreneurs. I hope this episode was inspiring to you. If you are listening for the first time, know that we release episodes every Monday and Wednesday. So make sure you subscribe on iTunes. So as soon as those episodes are released, they will show up on your device or in your iTunes account and you can see them right away and get to listening immediately to absorb all of my fantastic, inspiring, motivational information or just some good storytelling and laughing, right? Whatever. It varies from day to day, but it's always good stuff. And as always, if you've been inspired by this episode, please feel free to share it among friends, share it on social media. You can find us on social media at the Shameless Mom Academy on Instagram or on Facebook. And we always love five-star reviews on iTunes. So we are well beyond our goal of 100 reviews. So thank you, thank you to all of those of you who have left reviews. I think we're between 115 and 120 now. And so the next goal is obviously 200 reviews. Why not? Let's do it. So please leave us a five-star review on iTunes when you have a second just to let me know what you're loving. If you have any questions, you can leave questions there as well. And you can always reach out to me at info at if you have suggestions for topics, questions for me, personal or professional, or if you just want to connect. I love connecting with listeners. So don't be shy. You can visit us at shamelessmom.com to connect or just to see all of our episodes and to learn a little bit more about what I'm doing over here at the Shameless Mom Academy. Until next time, have a fantastic day, and no matter what you do, do it shamelessly.
2: Well, hey there, Busy Mama.